Hey, David. Yo. So uh, I got a beef with the advent calendar companies. And I'm not talking the <laughs> okay. chocolate ones. I've got like a, a legitimate beef with the the companies that make like the ones with the toys and shit. Okay. So you know how I bought that Lego advent calendar like a third of the way into the month, right? Right. And I like I didn't look it up. I didn't see what was inside it. But on the box, you clearly see like C-3PO, you see R2-D2, and you see Darth Vader. Hawaiian shirt and Christmas sweaters, right? Yeah. So you know they're going to be in the box. Why on earth would you put it as the 24th? You you have this whole month anticipating like all these cool surprises and you're like sitting there on the 22nd and you're like, well, one of the next two has to be R2-D2 and then it was definitely not the 23rd. So I knew what the 24th was already. So it wasn't special. It wasn't magical. I just well, knew. <laughs> on so the I front of the it. on the front of the box, they uh, it shows everything in there. It's it's for children. My I thought you were actually more concerned that they didn't have the names of the date on the no. calendar because no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, it was it was all that. Like at the end of the day, I didn't. I don't think the box had Luke Skywalker on it. I might be wrong, but I didn't think it did. Sounds and like you have to write an too. angry letter then. Yeah, maybe you I know will. who's not going to have to write angry letters, though. Who? All of our listeners for this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. It was the week after Christmas, and all through the house, there are boxes and boxes of stuff throughout. Now I've just got to set this all up and put away my Boxing Day hauls. Dash away, dash away. I will not want to go to the malls. I don't know. How's that? For Boxing, a quick day, was, Boxing day was shitty this year. I did okay. I mean, you I needed did, to. Okay. I bought two things out of necessity, though. So, first... See, I, I was just looking for those random ass deals that we we would expect where you're like, I didn't know that I needed this, but it's such a good deal. I can't pass it up. So that's why that's what sucks. The the market is so conditioned now that people are expecting these big deals to happen on Black Friday, on Boxing Day, at, at back to school. But the expectation blends into like the week before now, because some companies are like, you know what, we'll have early Boxing Day this, early Christmas that, all this, that, and the other thing. And now people are so conditioned that it's like, oh, do you have the Boxing Day deal? Uh, it's April 30th. <laughs> like, well, see, I think, I think the, the, the issue is that when Canada started taking advantage of the whole Black Friday fiasco, right? Yeah. Then that's where a lot of like the the sales that we would get for boxing day kind of transitioned to. And then this year there were some really good deals for black Friday, but it wasn't just like the one day it was the entire month of what November. Yeah. So everything was like pre black Friday sales, black Friday week sales, black Friday month, you know, like, so all of like the good sales and stuff like that. And now like we did get some, some good stuff on there, you know, like um, it, 
it does make Chris's shopping a little bit easier. Because, uh, you know, I got the new um, the Lunar Shift Xbox controller, which, my God, in person, that is such a nice looking controller. But did you get but, it from your other half, Santa Claus or the store? Uh, she who shall not be named. Ah, so you're the yeah. half. Got it. Um, but, you know, like managed to get it because it was on sale for 60 bucks, right? Um, you know, Call of but, Duty, like Modern Warfare 2, that was on sale for 60 bucks for but a lot of people do their shopping that week of like that five-day phenomenon in november right so then here's the thing though is like all a lot of these like really good sales were going on then that come boxing day and the stuff that we're used to and it's not so much a thing in, in the united states it's more of a canadian thing anyways that when we look at the sales they're not anything spectacular because either they're just repeats from black friday or things that we were expecting to be on sale just weren't fair like usb sticks right so (laughs) in in the world of cell phones in canada um a lot of people expected the same deals that we had a black friday on boxing day and we just didn't have it Mm -hmm. and like there is a huge supply shortage right now with apple because of the things that are going on in china but like what do you want? Like, do you know how many times I had to tell somebody that we didn't have the 14 pro or the 14 pro max, but people just don't understand. It's like, Oh, well, why don't you have it? Like legitimately yesterday I had this conversation. Now we're talking four days after boxing day. Like, what do you mean? You don't have iPhone 14 pros. Well, we sold out on boxing day. So you're telling me you had them on boxing day. Why can't I have one now? Are you listening to yourself? (laughs) Like, I really, so I, I just started joking around with people. So like people would walk in, they're like, we're looking for a phone. I'm like, let me guess a 14 pro. And they're like, no. I'm like, which one? They're like a pro max or a pro. I was like, I gotcha. We still don't have them. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Sucker. Like, you know, granted, I live in a, in a, a small town that my only options are Canadian tire and Walmart. And even Walmart, I mean, not here. the worst. Yeah, but even then, like Canadian Tire had a few decent priced items, but things that I didn't need, right? So I can't justify buying. Um, what, Walmart bins and used Christmas or like old Christmas trees. That's not what you want. <laughs> Actually, Walmart's got some great prices on on like their seven foot pre lit trees, like right, 60 bucks. Just like wait till next week and like try and get it cheaper. $350 tree. I know. Right. So anyways, um, and then Walmart, like I noticed like a lot of their sales stuff was online and I'm not a big fan of buying stuff from Walmart online. I haven't had the best experience in the past with that, but even like in store, it's like, it's this, all the same games and everything that are on sale. So I didn't get a whole lot. Um, what did I get? I got a one remember? terabyte SD card. Well, that's good. But I got that off Amazon. (laughs) Do you remember when video games on Black Friday and on Boxing Day were like crazy good? Oh, man, I saw a picture. This was, well, obviously, like one of those like Facebook memories. Yeah. And the haul that I got, that was like, I think the first year that I got my Xbox one. And I had probably about like picked up like 15 games. And, you know, half a dozen movies and stuff like that. And it was all like under 
like 150 bucks. Yeah, like remember when we were talking a few weeks ago about like the original, like the remake of God of War and how it was like nine dollars mm-hmm. one Boxing Day after it came out like earlier that year? Yeah. Or Black Friday. Do you remember what your best Boxing Day deal was ever? Mine personally? Yeah. Um, actually, yes, it was. This was like 2000 and geez, 2008, 2008. Okay. Something like that. Like way back then, um, I got a full set of 5.1, uh, home theater s- speakers from Best Buy for like 200 bucks. That's not bad. And I still have the speakers and they sound phenomenal. I just need to get uh, two more so I can add like height speakers so I can get a proper Atmos um, setup. You want to be shaking in your seat. Yeah. Yeah. More so than just like how I normally shake in my seat. I want to be feel my whole body vibrate. I got a, (laughs) a Facebook memory on on Christmas Eve. And I guess, do you remember when the pre-Boxing Day day sale happened like one year at Best Buy? And everybody logged into their website at like eight o'clock on Christmas Eve just to buy some random shit. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that and Christmas Day. So I remember buying the entire set of How I Met Your Mother and the James Bond collection. Like I think it was one to 25 before Quantum of Soul. All that I like. I remember. I saw the memory. I spent two hundred dollars on all that, ten dollars a season plus James Bond. Yeah, I was like, and like I was like, man. And I remember my parents being like, "It's a good thing we didn't buy you any of this shit." (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. See, like I would normally pick up things like movies and 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 games. I'd go to Best Buy, Walmart, and all that stuff because they'd have them there, and I just pick them up, but. Yeah, not so much this year. I think um, I did buy a copy of um, Stranger of Paradise. It's the Final Fantasy Origin like remake because it was like down to thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, but really, that was it. I got a micro SD card for my uh, brand new Steam Deck. You don't have it yet, so you can't. Not you yet. can't. You yeah, can't but I it. still, I still have made the purchase. It's, what what did you get the card for? My Steam Deck. No, so, how much? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I think it was like one twenty-five or something like that. Not bad. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. So, uh, I finally bit the bullet and decided to get the sixty-four gig Steam Deck model because you can upgrade the SSD, like the internal SSDs, pretty cheaply. But I figured uh, I'll just get a really large micro SD card for the time being. So I'm pretty psyched. That was kind of like, and that was my boxing day sale. So you didn't, it wasn't even physically a sale. buy anything price. on boxing day. Um, on the day of no, actually anything that I purchased was like a few days later. Cause they were, it's, it's no longer really like boxing day only. It's like for the whole week. So yeah, my boxing day started off with me putting on the wrong shoes. Because there was so much snow, I was like, I'm not going to wear my new work shoes because they'll just get fucking destroyed walking across the street. So me, being a dumbass, I wore these shoes that I thought would still be comfortable. But you know when the plastic bends at the back of your shoe? Yeah. It was like cutting into my heels. So by uh, like 1030, I walked down to, to Sport Check, bought a new pair of shoes. <laughs> was uh, 
was your significant other not at home? Like, could she not have just brought some shoes over for you? In in all honesty, it's good now. I have two pairs of shoes for work, so it's fine. That's true. Um, one that I could just leave there. And then we did the responsible thing, and we didn't do any Boxing Day shopping whatsoever. So we went to the grocery store, <laughs> grabbed a little bit of food, and came home because like we needed some complimentary things to all the turkey and stuffing that we had just left over. I ended up purchasing. Oh, I did. I did go. I did a bad thing, but I needed it. So I did walk over to or I drove over, I guess, to Best Buy and picked up a new keyboard because uh, your boy here broke his keyboard months ago and then bought a new computer, but really can't type anything because the space bar <laughs> is stuck. So I have to like fiddle around with the, st- the space bar nonstop. And now it's all it's all good. I bought a. A 50% off. And it's funny because it's the same keyboard I was looking at on Black Friday. And I was like, my parents were like, do you need anything specific for Christmas? I was like, not really. But if you want to get me this keyboard, I'm down for it. Didn't, won't complain. Mm-hmm. And I bought well, a pair of, uh, or, uh, and I bought a headset for my Xbox because my A10s were broken. So, so the keyboard has lights and everything, of course, right? Well, yeah, it has to look cool. <laughs> But uh, no, so the keyboard that I did look at originally, and this is the same one that I ended up picking up, it has AuraSync, which matches my my case. <laughs> so all the software is integrated within itself. Mm-hmm. So if I have the case doing something, the keyboard will follow it. Um, I don't know. I liked it. It felt cool when I was clicking on it. I was in between that and uh, a Razer keyboard. But the Razer keyboard, I just didn't, I didn't like the feel of. Like the the chroma, the it was the Black Widow V three. Uh, okay, but like it was ten dollars more. It didn't really matter. And then the headset, I just I literally bought a wireless headset for my Xbox because my monitor that I play on doesn't have sound, so I always have to have headphones on when I'm playing. Anyways, I just wanted something a little bit more comfortable where the wire wouldn't just get twisted up. Mm-hmm. You know, like from the controller to that. Like mine's just so twisted now that. The sound cut, like cuts in and out, so now I just yeah. got something new. Nice. I'm I'm on the fence on whether or not I want to buy a, a new a new keyboard. I want something that's a little bit less clicky and wireless. The but, uh, Logitech ones are so nice. They are. Uh, I found some really good uh, some some good discount codes for uh, the Logitech website, like another sixty dollars off. Nice. Their sale price, but still, it's uh, the one that I'm looking at. <clears throat> I don't know. I might have to uh, let the uh, the bank account cool down a little bit before <laughs> I make another purchase like that. But speaking of cooling down, uh, for any of our listeners who have wondered about the whole Black Adam fiasco, we have. Oh, an- pause that for <laughs> one second. <laughs> okay. Because what? if we're going to stay, like, I just want to finish off the Boxing Day thing right. Oh, shit. I want to let you know how stuff? I just want to let you know how I spent my morning. So okay. I um, and my significant other, we are going to a New Year's thing with some friends and it's going to be like a, a food and games night. There'll be there'll be some Mario Party, but there'll also be board games, right? Typical. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the game Tapple? No. So just just Google Tapple and tell me when it came out while I tell you a little bit about this game. So Tapple is a word game 
which is uh, designed to get you thinking very quickly. So the object of the game is you get a category and then you have to say uh, a name of something. So the example I keep seeing is restaurants, right? So if I, it's restaurants and it's my turn with the beeper, I yell McDonald's and then hit the M, but then nobody else can do a restaurant that starts with an M. And it goes around until everybody's out of answers and the person who's still alive at the end of the round wins, right? Okay. This game came out years ago. It got yeah, reproduced. 2012. Yeah, and it got reproduced at the beginning of this year, and it is legitimately the hottest gift because TikTok. TikTok has made this game impossible to get. Those damn TikTokers. Yeah, that between this and every child ever getting a PS5, that's all I've seen on TikTok for the last year. <laughs> and now between s- this and every child matters, this is the hardest no. thing that I've ever seen. And and. I'm not going to talk about Sony beyond this. You've you finally won because I saw way more PlayStation videos than I did Xbox videos. Good for you. I, I hate this. I hate this generation of the console war so much because it's not about the console. It's about this weird dink slinging competition where Sony's just like, yeah, we sold more than you. Yeah. Cool. You have more exclusives too. Great. Cool. Good job. Thumbs up. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of, of thumbs up <laughs> speaking of thumbs up or should we say thumbs down uh, or inflated anyone, egos <laughs> yeah inflated egos um essentially to make a long story short uh dc has decided that they are uh postponing indefinitely any future black adam movies uh and dwayne the rock johnson tweeted pretty much saying telling everyone that he was fired, but without saying that he was fired. Do you have the tweet? If not, I'll find it. Uh, I don't have enough. Right. But I, I, it was, I will find it. it's pretty funny because this guy who has said that he is uh single-handedly reviving the DC universe. Black Adam is like the greatest superhero movie ever made. And then especially with everything that was going on between uh, what's his name? Uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, no, the director guy. Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn firing Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and, you know, pretty much restarting the entire Everyone superhero but ben cast. Um, I guess Dwayne Johnson thought that he was uh, invincible, but he ultimately... That's a different character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The only person that got to keep his job is... Friggin' Zachary Levi and Shazam. Because he's really the only significantly like good superhero that people are excited to see right now. Yeah. To my passionate friends. Hold on. I think you need to put you need to put the uh, sad music on for this one. Um, sure. I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years, and have rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel to win, and win big! You guys know me. I have very thick skin, and you can always count on me to be direct with my words. 
Those decisions made by James and the DC leadership represent their vision of DC throughout their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to, uh, to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I will always look back as a fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. To my very passionate local Black Adam superhero genre fans, I love you. Thank you. And I will always listen to you and do my best to deliver entertainment. What a hell of a month. Now we all need some Terra Mana. Have a productive week and happy holidays to you and your family. Do you know what I just read there? <laughs> I didn't get that, my way. They, I didn't make enough money and I fucked right? up. Black so Adam you, was never you know a that? superhero. That's the other thing that bothers me. He's a villain. Yeah. You know that meme uh, where the it's like the the bronze medal meme where it's like He's this crying. guy's getting a medal. No, this guy's getting no. This guy's getting a medal. He bites it, kisses the girl, gives everyone the finger, pops the champagne, and then it's like third place. That <laughs> is, <laughs> I can send a picture of this. That is literally Dwayne Johnson. Um, ch- here I just said that. Are to you yours. are you just done with the rock? You know what? Honestly, like the movies and stuff like that that he's he's released, they're all very similar. They're just like he plays the same character. Um, there's no real character development in his for his characters in those movies, right? He's always playing the muscly macho guy who is can be somewhat funny or whatnot, right? But ultimately, like he is so cocky that I think it's making him look like a huge D bag and it's not a good look for Hollywood. It's not a good look for, I I don't think the, the studios want their star actor to be kind of playing it off as if like they are the greatest thing ever. Right. Because like for black Adam, we'll take that one just for example, he's just an actor in that movie. A movie isn't solely great because of a soul, like a single actor. It's great because of the storytelling, because of the the production quality, the director. Uh, like, there's so much stuff that goes into making a great story, and he's just playing it off as if he's the sole proprietor for the greatness that was Black Adam. But if anything, maybe he was the sole reason why it flunked. Well, he's going to be in a little bit of a lull. He's got one movie in production for 2023, which is Red One. Doc Savage is in development, but it might be removed from the film. Um, Untitled Red Notice sequel. I mean, okay, Netflix, do what you got to do. Jungle Cruise 2 in development. Big Trouble in Little China in production. Um, San Andreas 2 in development and The King in development where he was playing King Kamehameha. And I just really hope it's like Goku comes out of the sky. And he's like, Kamehameha! I don't know. I know anyways, that's, that, that's it with uh, the, the Black Adam DC the, fiasco. Like it's, it's just been what, like two months now. Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of glad it's over and it's yeah. something we won't have to talk about in January, like other things, which we're definitely going to have to talk about in January. I'm not looking forward to. What are we? What's happening in January? The Activision stuff. 
Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just uh, the whole Sony thing going on. Let's just further. rebrand. We are now a anti-rock, anti-Call of Duty uh, podcast that talks about board games. You're not and... an anti-Call of Duty. We've been rocking Modern Warfare 2 for the last week straight. Since I've been <laughs> since launch? Yeah. For me. Um, let's talk about the most popular topic on the internet right now that isn't Tapple. DK Oldies. For those who don't know, DK Oldies is a retro gaming store that is online only from what I can tell. I don't think you can actually visit the store. As much as I've looked, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's just online only. And they're being called out for their exorbitant pricing on retro deals, as well as shoddy worksmanship on refurbishment. Now, DK Oldies, you might know of his name, or you might know of DK Oldies as um, Joey, the guy from TikTok who films your order and makes it fun and gives something away, all that stuff. Now, he's been subject to a lot of spoofs lately, being like, here's your $300 order. Let me throw in this Zelda sticker pack because I filmed your order type of thing. Before we get into DK Oldies and their prices... The one thing David and I have always said when we've gone retro gaming or retro game hunting on our adventures is we're not going to go back to some stores if their prices are insane. Mm-hmm. And we but we also acknowledge that like prices are high because some things are hard to get. Like if you were going to go look for Lil Samson, right? I wonder if they have a copy on it. Um, I doubt it, but if they did, it would probably be insane. It's out of stock. Yeah. How much uh, does it say the price? price is? They're listed at $3,805 and 75 cents. And what is the average price on eBay? Did I call it Lil? Not little. It's li- <laughs> little, Lil Samson. That's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the hip hop version. <laughs> version. Um, so right now, Little Samson on um, on eBay opened is thirteen fifty plus forty dollars shipping, sixty if you want to insure it. I get it. Like David and I went to I I can't even remember the store, but maybe I can help describe it, and David can remember the name. So it was in a strip mall plaza. Behind the strip mall plaza, there was a random value village. And when we walked into that store, there was like a Luigi standing out front, like a, like a, it kind of looked like plastic or whatever. Yeah. But we yeah. walked in, it was all red cages. And the one thing that both David and I noticed is a lot of the labels on their like DS games, Nintendo 64 games were all reprinted. None of them had boxes. They were all reprints in like plastic containers. Yeah. I can't remember the store, but uh, it's. I don't even remember where we were. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> But the prices were pretty shit there too, though, right? Like, as, especially for for having re, like not even original labels and, and whatnot. Yeah. Right. But so, what happened? Like, where did this all kind of start with DK Oli's? Because I know that you you'd been following this a little bit more than than I had. Um, you sent me this stuff with like all yeah. of these. Because kind it, of it blew up. So essentially, DK Oldies, even a few months ago, would post these videos being like, thank you for your order. Let's go ship it. And they do this thing where they walk through their like store 
which definitely just looks like an old converted like blockbuster or something. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's over here near the retro gaming thing. So they went and they go like pick up a console and they go pick up the cables and stuff. Then they pick up the games that are all over the walls and stuff, and then they ship it. And they always throw in a free gift if your order's done. And I, I just found the videos entertaining. I was like, this is really cool. My significant other would be like, would you want to order from some, something like that before? So like we've like looked, and she's like, I do. I wouldn't know what to order you, which is fine. Like I, I'm not trying to collect much retro stuff anymore, mainly because it's just I'd rather live. <laughs> Food is mm-hmm. way more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've like looked into some of this stuff before and like some of it's just like converting it to Canadian and then shipping it here is not feasible. There was a retro store that David and I hit in, I want to say Brampton and I regret it to this. It wasn't Brampton. It was Scarborough and it was where we we saw the watermelon 64. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yep. And we we were going to drive back to go get those Amiibos. That's true, yes. That that was reasonably priced. Like a $75 Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. that was what well, we don't know if it was actually refurbished or not. They didn't claim that it was. They said it was cleaned, but it looked nice. It was in plastic wrap. It was sh- like it was heat wrapped. All yeah, it was it, it looked like it was in good condition and the controller looked like it was in good condition too, right? So So they have a most popular Nintendo 64 two-player pack on DK Oldie's website. If you want replica controllers, which is, I believe, what these are, you're paying $251 Canadian for the console and two controllers. If you want to substitute for original controllers, the price goes up $60. And if you want to add an AV to HDMI pack, it's $25. Yeah, well, it like even a, a jumper even pack, the cool. the one like with four controllers and GoldenEye, three hundred ninety four dollars. Like, like you can buy you can buy a Xbox Series S, get Retro Replay or Rare Replay on there, and play like a lot of these rare games, like rare made games or whatever for the same price right like but i guess like what is this is something that we had noticed post pandemic versus pre-pandemic because when we would do our little uh retro game hunting and, and whatnot before uh prices were a lot lower we noticed like we could find a lot more deals and then as things uh started shutting down and demand for like older games went up because people were stuck at home and they're like, you know what? I have, uh, I found my N64 or my Super Nintendo. I want to get some games for it. Right. So the, the, the prices of these games and everything has gone up when things started opening up again and we would go on our adventures. We noticed that th- the cost of everything was a lot more expensive and yeah, we weren't getting the deals. That, right. We weren't getting the deals that we were expecting, but the fact that I, I, I don't quite understand like, what the issue with DK oldies was in the sense that they haven't necessarily changed anything. Like maybe we don't have like a history of like their previous prices and stuff like that. Um, but obviously they've been around for quite some time. They have when, when have they been around? 
when did they start? Uh, um, say. Oh, started. Doesn't say what year he started it. Uh, but anyway, so they've been around for quite some time. And so I think <sighs> this happens every so often. We'll see someone will make a video about something, complain about something, and then everyone just jumps on the bandwagon to start complaining about it. And there was like, you had mentioned that like people were offers, offering death threats. Yeah. And, and then not like, which is ridiculous. They had to post like, about it, which was crazy. I sent you that video too. Yeah. But some which is, shit which isn't is ridiculous off like, either. Like, okay. Super Smash Brothers Melee, right? I'm still looking for a copy of that. They have a copy here, regular price one nineteen down to eighty nine ninety nine. But if you click into the game, then it goes up to one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> what the fuck? I was just about to defend this, and now I can't. And like you know, the problem is I defended, uh, like I commented on one of their videos, being like, "Why are so many people bitching and complaining?" Blah 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 blah. And they're like, are you stupid? Like, they're paying people $20 for a PlayStation and selling it for $200. Have you ever gone to a MicroPlay? Have you ever gone to a GameStop or an EB? Pennies on the dollar. And yeah. that's the cost of doing business. Now, if they are refurbishing things properly, like in most cases they allegedly are, then fine, cool. Um, there was a streamer, and I forget your name, you're on TikTok. He bought a... Um, original 360 off dk oldies that had i can't remember what the card's name was i want to say it was like a phoenix card or something but it was the one that was susceptible to red ring and they didn't even change the thermal based mm. so See, I like and now i used to work at a uh, a little game store and so i've seen some of the the business practices and i get it like these, especially these smaller, these smaller companies or the smaller businesses, they need to make money, right? So obviously, like, they can't be buying a game from you and giving you its total value, what it's worth, because they're not going to make any money off of that. And they'll take in stuff that might sit on their shelves for months, right? So until they sell that, they're they're actually in the hole for for what they've given you with that, but seeing how some of these things are priced and let's just throw it, just throw out a, uh, a random game. I can't think of it right now. Pokemon stadium. Okay. Pokemon stadium. So what they would do is if you were to come in uh, and say, Hey, I have this copy of Pokemon stadium. I would search this up on price charting. Uh, oh my God. Why? Okay, we're gonna do Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Did you 3. not spell Pokemon or Stadium? I don't know. It just came up with a huge list of everything else. So, okay, so you have a cartridge for Super Mario Bros. Three for the NES. The current loose price on price charting is approximately twenty seven dollars Canadian. So what they would do is they would give you twenty five percent of that, and then you would uh, see they literally right away, they take that, put a sticker on it for $27, $26.99. And then it would sit there. So obviously you're getting, like if, if you were to sell this yourself, you would be getting obviously closer to what its actual 
value is. But a lot of people trade these things in because either they are trying to lower the price of something new that they wanted, or they're trying to get some cash or whatever, right? Like they, or they just don't know the value of stuff. Um, before I had found a uh, Nintendo GameCube, the official Nintendo GameCube uh, component video cable. You, there's no third-party ones. It actually has a microchip in it that only works with the GameCube, and Nintendo never released the information of it. So, so they are super hard to find. They're going for like three, four hundred dollars at one point. And when I was trading some stuff in, I had this in there, and they wanted to give me like six dollars for it, and I was like, absolutely not, no. So I brought that back, posted it on Kijiji, and I sold it for like two fifty, like a quick two fifty, yeah, right. So. That's the thing is like it, you go anywhere, you go to GameStop, you go to any mom and pops, like any small business for trading games and you're going to get a penny on the dollar for, for your game. So I don't understand why people are like are causing such drama over this company for their business stuff. And from their videos, it looks like they actually have things set up in a like it's not some dingy basement, right? Or like it looks like they're actually caring for the products and and at least trying to make them presentable and look better. But, uh, you know, the, this company that I had, this business that I worked for, they had a guarantee on all of their consoles and everything like that, but they didn't actually really do anything to them. They didn't clean them out. They didn't, uh, repair any like broken things. Uh, they just put a sticker on them and then sold it as is. And Joe was just saying, okay, it's guaranteed to work. Right, because the system turned on when they when they were when someone was training it in. So, you know, it could be a whole lot worse for people, but if they are in fact updating or not updating, like cleaning and, and doing like minor repairs to these systems, then I can justify paying slightly more for a used item. But really, spending uh <laughs> sixty dollars on a copy of Wii Sports Resort, no thanks. Just for the game. That's the game only. If you want the game case cover manual, uh, it's $67. Like, ridiculous. So some of these prices are don't make much sense. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how this... We'll see where this goes because this is how people get in big trouble. You know, once you start sending death threats and, and whatnot, and people are stupid. Like, it's none of this stuff is private, right? Like... yeah. You, you start sending death threats on a platform like TikTok that is extremely public. And next thing you know, you have cops at your door because you're being charged with, with something. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, so the other thing I want to note here too is don't, you don't have to buy from them if you don't want to pay that. The reason why these prices are there are the exact same reasons it costs $20 to get or $15 to get an extra large pizza. If you're willing to go look for it, like David and I are willing to go out on adventures and pick through bins and look through stores and try and find gems. And like, we'll do that every once in a while for a whole day. That's just our day. Mm -hmm. And we're tired and grumpy after, but it's worth it because there's usually pizza and beer after. But the exact same reason you're paying $15 for an extra large pizza is because you are too lazy to go to the store, find the ingredients, take it home and make it. 
the reason you're paying eighty six ninety nine for Smash Brothers Melee or eighty nine ninety nine uh, American, which turns out to be about one hundred twenty Canadian, is because you didn't own it originally. Somebody sold it to them, and they're going to sell it for market value. Mm-hmm. I'm comparing their prices right now um, on Retro Replay, which is a pretty notable retro gaming place, like online store here in southwestern Ontario. Prices are very similar. Smash Brothers is worth $80, $90. Now, would I pay $86 for it without a manual? No, but that's why it's down from 99 Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, like like you said, you know, people aren't being forced to purchase from from there. You know, people bitch and complain all the time about Amazon, and yet people buy stuff off buy stuff off of Amazon on a daily daily basis, right? Because it's convenient. You know, if people don't want to put the the time and, and effort into finding a game that they want at a cheaper price point, then they're going to be paying that premium price for it. Uh, there's been a few times in the past that we've like looked at stuff on DK because they've had a decent price, but then after conversion and shipping and all that stuff, it was like, eh, not worth it. Right. But uh, ultimately, you know, once we get to the death threat zone, that's when people need to take a step back and be like, is it really affecting you that much that we're going to start threatening people? Yeah. Keyboard warriors are out in full force, right? Like their business, they're trying to make money. They're pricing things based off how they feel. Do I think their bundles are too high in price? Yeah. Would you pay $209 for a PlayStation to a slim Sony PS2 with a non-original controller? No, 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 you wouldn't. Would you go to a retro gaming store in your your town and pay one nineteen for a PS2 or one fifty for a PS2? If you wanted it, yeah, you would. Would you get lucky and maybe find one for cheaper? Sure, but how hard are you going to look? Everything's available if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. Literally everything. So that's all I got on that. I want to talk about. 2022 you took a deep breath i thought you were gonna like interject (laughs) i was waiting i was waiting for what you were gonna say but then you didn't say what i thought you were gonna say so what did you think i was gonna say i don't know (laughs) let's talk about sex baby all right 2022 was a year of ups and downs the pandemic is still in full swing we had uh, a trucker convoy come through Canada blocked off the borders. People camped in Ottawa. You know, it was uh, crazy times. Lots of movies came out. Lots of video games came out. Did we play them all? To perpetual winter. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Funny thing. The day that we're recording this was exactly one year ago. I had left London and uh, came up to perpetual winter. That, that that was the day I got my PS5. Yeah, <laughs> was the day you got your PS5 hand delivered by yours truly. So we're gonna go through some of our uh, top games, movies, and TV shows that we've played in the past year. Um, and 
really in no particular order. I don't yeah, have. I got a, no order whatsoever. I don't I'm have an order at all. Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with video games. Sure. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. Go for it. My uh, one of the, the most comfy games of this year that was uh, I was super psyched for. Pre-ordered it, got the little minifigures and everything that would be Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. But you didn't even get the right minifigure. <laughs> I know, right? I got the freaking. Uh, what did I get? I got the Star Destroyer. But I did get Luke drinking blue milk. So that's only because I told you you got that if you pre-ordered it. That's the only yes. reason you got that. Yeah. From a specific store who has a monopoly <laughs> over everything. And how much have you played of the Skywalker saga? Uh, you know what? I, I've played up the entirety of um, the prequel trilogy. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, those games, I like to just kind of. Those are games that I, I like to play on and off like because they they're very relaxing right and it's just a lot of fun to play just if you're like you know i'm i'm kind of tired i don't want to have to you know focus too much on like gameplay or story or anything like that but i want to just play with some lego stuff and yeah so you want to do a puzzle that requires two people now uh david can you uh confirm or deny a rumor that's out there so I heard through the grapevine that the the boys at seen on screen may have uh maybe closer to streaming than one might think. And uh, that game is on their list. Is that a, is that an accurate statement? I can neither confirm or deny that. But I did exactly what you wanted me to do. I said, could you <laughs> confirm or deny? And you're like, yeah, I'll do both. <laughs> Yeah, that's we. The, uh, that's the plan. We got some, yeah, w- w- that's the plan. We we've are slowly amassing a little bit more stuff for our streaming setup. So we are going to be playing through Lego Star Wars, um, together. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. All right, what's your game? First game on my list would be God of War Ragnarok. Now I haven't completed it. I've not Davided it, but it has delivered now sony is notorious for these like insane one player masterpieces and exclusive games and this one honestly i understand why it beat elden ring and elden ring is like a huge or sorry i understand why it fell it didn't beat elden ring elden ring is a huge um open world rpg this one is still fairly linear. Like it does let you kind of explore and find little things that you need for, for trophy hunting. But at the end of the day, a very solid story, very beautiful game. If you have the ability to play this on a larger screen, do it. If you play on a gaming monitor, um, like I play my Xbox, you probably won't get the full effect out of it. Now that's by choice for me. Um, the PlayStation is kind of like our, our shared console. My Xbox is mine. It's my precious. <laughs> I, t- I take very good care of my Xbox. <laughs> it lives out here. Or it lives in my office. But um, God of War. Ragnarok. Alrighty. Um, hold on. I just have to do a quick uh, check. Because this one's... Like two weeks ago. No, this one, is ago. A, this one is a slight... Uh, okay, no, we're still good. Uh, this is a twofer. 
Trufer. If you are a fan of some uh, turtles who might also be teenagers and also ninjas, uh, the most recent TMNT Shredder's Revenge game was uh, is up there. But not only that, the Cowabunga Collection, which is... Uh, this is why it's a twofer, because it's all the TMNT games from our past. But the Cowabunga Collection brings all of like the previous like arcade and Super Nintendo and and NES games under one one collection. And um I don't know, they're just we we played through Shredder's Revenge at your place back in uh the summer. And it's it's just a lot of fun, especially with with multiplayer, you know. Um and I picked that up the cowboy one night too. We beat that whole thing in one night. Yeah, like, but we didn't get all the secrets and stuff like that. We yeah, didn't unlock we, everything, right? We did unlock Casey Jones. Yeah, we didn't get April though. Um, but with the Cowbunga collection, I picked that one up on Black Friday week month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quarter was, four. Yeah, it was down to like twenty bucks or something like that. And you know, that's just Turtles in Time. I played through that one, and I played through team nt2 like all that stuff so those are those are some great games um especially if you have a second controller you can play with some friends but yeah all right all right i need a ruling on game number two so this game technically was released in 2001 but it never hit console until until 2002 which is where i played it if you do not accept it i will not reveal the name and i will pick a different game Hold on, 2001? Sorry, 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was a PC exclusive, or was it a... Yeah, it some... was pretty much a Steam beta until 2022. Uh, I'll allow it, because I have one that came out end of 2021 on my list, so... Um, Lawn Mowing Simulator. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> this game is I was so gonna much put, fun. I was going to put that on there, but then uh, I decided against it. My backup game was Pressure Washing Simulator. So That's funny. It's fine. Um, Lawn Mowing Simulator is exactly what you need to be not stressed out, but just a little bit stressed out while you're playing a video game. Yeah. Because you have like an, like 40 minutes real time to like mow somebody's lawn and your lawnmower literally moves at the speed of a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. And if you miss something or you hit debris, you get penalized. If you don't clean up the debris, if you don't edge properly, there's so much stuff. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Great, great game. And you just get to build your worth. And that's all that's important. It's great for people who don't ha- actually have to cut a lawn, <laughs> but want to feel True. the uh, the stress and uh, enjoyment of cutting a lawn there. The power. Yeah. Uh, my next one is uh, A Plague Tale Requiem. I know you haven't played the first one. This is the sequel to that one. Uh, lots of rats, lots of uh, amazing story. Um, it's it's this one's a little bit heavier on combat. I've I've felt a little bit, but it's not like uh, it's very strategic. Um, this is one of those games that uh, I'm not allowed to play by myself because she who shall not be named wants to. Uh, be part of the story like and, and see the story and stuff like that so uh this is uh, a must play i i still think you should play the first one and then and then check this one out because uh you're missing out you're missing out 
Uh, next on my list should come as a little surprise because of how I originally felt about it. But um, like most things, giving something a little bit of time, you can uh, develop a different opinion. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Hey, that's mine uh, as well. <laughs> I, I really like the fundamentals and the mechanics of the game were very different. The fact that you had to just Pokemon go your way through things or battle to try and weaken things. You had the choice, which was kind of fun. Um, I didn't like the travel mechanics a ton. It was cool that you got the ride on the back of a Pokemon. That was neat. But at the same time, now they're just exploiting the hell out of that in Violet and Scarlet. Mm -hmm. Eh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over that part of it, but the way fast travel kind of worked didn't really like going back to the camp for everything made it harder. But like I, I did find it good overall. It was a little overwhelming at times seeing all those little blips on your screen and you're just trying to decide what you want to do. But conceptually, good game. Yeah, I, it it did what needed to be done to the whole Pokemon franchise. It it took the concept and flipped it on its head. And I think it paid off. It was the first Pokemon game that I purchased for a while, like in a long time. Um, and it was a a breath of fresh air in the Pokemon um, mechanic yeah. and the way that they did things. So, uh, and then it looks like they went back to like their classic Pokemon style. Um, so because that was also on my list, my my last game is. Uh, Do you want me to just go twice then? Or you know what? You give me your last game. Go for it. And then I'll just do two in a row. Doesn't matter. Uh, Is Scorn. Did you ever play this one? No, but it's on the list of things that I have to play. Scorn is fucking weird. Uh, But it was a it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, it's not like a complete. Banger of a game. It's very atmospheric. Um, It reminds me a lot of kind of like Alien and like Prometheus kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Visually, it looks pretty cool. It, it, it's just a creepy game. <laughs> so I just really enjoyed it. It's, um, I think it's, it, it's just weird. It's just a weird game that um, you just have to play it to experience it. I, I want to, I want to, uh, it's just, it's another one of those games. Like hopefully now I have a little bit more time, but we'll see. Um, Rounding out my five, because David and I had the same one, uh, Two Point Campus. Uh, if you are a fan of this show, you know that I'm a, a fairly big fan of the Two Point Games. Two Point Hospital was really fun. Two Point Campus, also great. Having that comically, uh, comical British humor as well makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, I've only ever played these games on console, so I do wish one day to, or not wish, because I can do it. I do hope to play it in a, in a point and click kind of scenario, but overall I find the game really fun and it's just, it's a progressive game and it's, it's cool. Like you can't do crazy things until you've beaten the game, like on the first level. So it makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And finally, to no surprise to any, um, but a little shocking to myself with all the games that I did try, I put modern warfare on the list or modern warfare Two specifically, but the multiplayer, 
aspect, not the story, not Warzone, just Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. And I know you just got the game mm-hmm. and you've started dabbling a little bit. And I'm assuming you've only really played Shipment because that's what the kind of hot thing is right now. But I played game... I played Shipment quite a bit because it's the games are fast. But I have been playing a lot more like more of like the regular multiplayer like like, just regular multiplayer yeah yeah yeah. i i disable some of the game modes like i think i only ever play domination kill confirmed hardpoint because i want to get as many like all the xp that's what i care about but the one thing that i've really enjoyed about this versus like a vanguard or black ops one or any of these is the way weapon progression now is is so interesting you have to unlock other guns to get other parts of your gun so it's forcing players to not just use like one gun that they really like to make it sweaty. You made a comment the other night while we were playing that people were camo hunting. I was like, yeah, that's what shipment's all about. You're just camo hunting because it's the fastest way to rack up kills or get like your behind the kills, mounted kills, headshots, whatever you need to do for those guns. You're in there to, to put in work essentially, but it makes it a little bit more fun. And uh, like I've, been doing a ton of camo hunting and challenges and all that stuff and i just i'm really enjoying the multiplayer it's great to just turn on for a few games and then turn off if i want to go do something else it's just it's there mm-hmm. battle pass mechanic is a little bit different than it has been in previous years as well also makes it super fun yeah i've uh I, i've been enjoying it quite a bit we um i haven't played the campaign i haven't finished modern warfare this is a sequel to that one, right? Correct. Yeah, so I, I'm about like three quarters of the way through that one. So I, I feel like I need to finish that campaign before I play through this one. But um, yeah, the multiplayer has really, really stood out on this one. Um, much like Modern Warfare, like the 2019 remake, that one, um, it they kind of went back to the basics with their multiplayer, right? Which I think is what people needed. And then uh, my biggest gripe with modern warfare 2 is the menu it is so cluttered and there's no real description of anything so as a new player trying to find like just basic i just want to play team deathmatch yeah it's a little clunky if you don't know it's a it's a pain in the ass for sure but uh other than that you know it's it is a lot of fun um they they have fixed some things like since the beginning of the game to the season one update. Like I like the way they display your battle pass tokens and stuff now, but there's not enough tokens. There's no way to, I like, I don't want to say buy, like pay to win, but there's no way to earn extra tokens unless you go through the battle pass. And there's not even a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough. Overall, and, I'm really enjoying it. And I find that like in order to get a token for the battle pass, to unlock something, you have to play like four or five games. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. it's like it used to be progressive based on the amount of xp you had and now mm-hmm. they've like changed that out so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different how about shows and movies before we wrap this up and call it a year now we have a similar one on our list so for argument's sake do you want me to go first this time so we can uh just get that one over with and then you get the double or do you how do you want to do it or do I don't you want really to just save that I mean, one to last we're gonna talk well it doesn't matter top gun maverick <laughs> there you go is uh is the first on our list that we've both selected. Uh, we went and saw this one together. Uh, we brought your uh, 
significant other to that one. She hadn't seen the first movie either, though, right? So, correct. She didn't really know what was going on, but she enjoyed it. This movie, so good. Um, much like the first Top Gun, the the flying, the planes, the story, like the story in the first one was kind of weird, but this one was actually really, really well done. It was such a fun movie to watch. Yeah, when Maverick goes against the Academy, the, like what an amazing scene, proving that something that he's been claiming the whole time could be done and nobody believed him and he did it. Amazing. Of course, mm-hmm. it's a movie. Tom Cruise was phenomenal. Miles Teller, phenomenal. It was it was great. And it was almost the perfect finish to like a really good weekend that had like some bumps that were not caused by us, but by WestJet and a few other things. Mm-hmm. WestJet and, and two tires. Yeah, right. But uh, one thing that really stood out in that is I think that they did a great job uh, with Val Kilmer and Iceman. Yeah, because uh, Val Kilmer Val Kilmer actually has like his like throat cancer or something like that, so he 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 can, can't speak. Um very well he has uh to have like a trach and speaks through that uh but the way that they had that dialogue between both tom cruise and val kilmer's characters in that was actually very well done and it was very powerful too like it really it really pushed the story and the characters a lot further so yeah definitely definitely if you haven't seen that movie yet you need to check it out Great movie. Um, next up on my list, I have The Atom Project, which is a Netflix original starring uh, Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, um, Zoe Saldana, and Jennifer Garner. It's a futuristic movie where he meets um, a kid meets his future self in Ryan Reynolds. And... It's very well done. Like Netflix does not get enough credit for some of the movies that they're making right now. And yeah, I know they have a deal with Ryan Reynolds to make a bunch of movies. Like they did six underground and they did red notice, I believe Mm -hmm. they're good movies guys. Like you don't just have to go to the theaters. Yeah. Like there is definitely money put into this, right? Like it, it was not a movie that was a low budget for sure. And it was shown, but no, it was a, it was a solid entertaining movie which was uh, really enjoyable. Um, on my list was a new one. Actually, it's uh, Sean hasn't seen it yet, but uh, and I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. Yeah, it uh, came out like Christmas Day. It came out, yeah, like a few few days ago. Uh, really good. If you like whodunit movies, very much like the uh, the first Knives Out movie, if you like those kind of mystery things, this is really good. Uh, the cast of characters are uh, great. Um, they all work very well together. Overall, really, really enjoyable movie. Um, a lots of twists and turns that like kind of keep you guessing. Uh, so yeah, Glass Onion, check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, I will. While I'm there, I will also watch Stranger Things season four. Or was that season three we just watched? Season one. Season two was the mall. What was season three? I don't the know. Russians. I've only ever watched season one. Season one is just a regular season. Season two is the mall with the Russians. Man, maybe they've only done three seasons. 
either way, the newest season of Stranger Things <laughs> was phenomenal. It was well worth the wait. They did try and age up the kids a little bit. And now I've confused myself. 40. No, that was season four. Yeah, it started with the Hellfire Club and them in high school and how um, Dustin and Mike were trying to figure out who they were. Um, Eleven and Will moved with Joyce um, across the country. Lots of different things happened. If you're a Stranger Things fan, this was by far the best season. Not even close. The second one was season two was the shopping mall. And then season three was for when they go to Russia. Okay. Well, I haven't watched any of those. So I'm wrong. Season three was the shopping mall. I should just shut up. What was season two even about? (laughs) Okay. Well, you figure that out. I'm going to talk about my next movie. Uh, This was another Netflix film. Uh, It was kind of ridiculous. It was a fun movie to watch, though. It was by no means a movie that is super like amazing, but it's just one of the, it's a popcorn flick, uh, Moonfall. And Moonfall is pretty much, uh, the moon is coming closer to the earth and it's going to collide with it. Um, <laughs> without spoiling it, uh, the premise is kind of ridiculous, uh, near the end. Um, there is quite the twist to it. But uh, it it was an enjoyable movie, and I think you should check it out if you just want something that you don't have to like really focus on too much, just to watch something for fun. I love that kind of shit. the uh, The next movie on my list, you do have to focus on a little bit, um, and I would encourage you strongly to see it in theaters if you have the chance. Still, um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I know it follows that kind of superhero theme that we all know and love, and the Marvel machine, but beautiful movie beautiful movie mm. for the story alone beautiful beauty uh movie there are plot holes like any other superhero movie but it's a great tribute to the late great chadwick boseman and it's just a good movie mm-hmm. i got really nothing we just reviewed it yeah um okay my last movie before we talk about a few tv shows um because yeah. we had uh, a few doubles up on this one this one technically came out end of december last year but um much like your video game, this one is going to count for this year because I think a lot of people did end up watching it in 2022. I know that I did, um, but that would be Don't Look Up. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a, an odd take on society. Um, I thought it was an accurate representation of majority well, of society. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like it's it's a it's it's a take on society that nobody has really addressed before, right? Like in mm-hmm. in main or like major cinema. Uh, essentially, there's a an asteroid approaching Earth, and these two scientists are trying to um, tell everyone. Right. Uh, and yet mainstream media is just pretty much making it seem not a big deal. And everyone just kind of goes on their own way. It's kind of like at the timing that it came out, it was like after a lot of like these lockdowns and the pandemic and stuff like that, where a lot of people were trying to say like, it's not a big deal, whatever. Um, so it's kind of echoes a little bit of 
how society just wants to eat what the media tells them and 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 not look at like bigger pictures or or things that are going to make them feel bad um but don't look up great movie such a good movie uh, my final one on the list is the Batman or vengeance. Uh, this might actually be my favorite Batman movie in a while. It's Robert Pattinson does a way better job than anybody anticipated he would. And it's gritty kind of gives you some of those Nolan vibes, but not really James mm-hmm. Gunn wants to bring him into the DCEU, mm-hmm. but the whole story was actually compelling, which was great too. little long, but fairly good. Yeah, it could have been about a half hour shorter, I think. Probably. Yeah. Um, you have TV shows still? Uh, I only had uh, one because somehow I, or we had two doubles. Oh, um, that's right. I had Moon Knight on my list as well. Um, not for the CG, although some of it was spectacular. I thought the storytelling was really cool, especially when you get the twist and the fact that... Um, Moon Knight season two is also going to include his third alter ego. It's neat. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see how this show kind of pans out and it'll, uh, it'll definitely be one to keep an eye on. He should join the midnight suns. I I would assume if that's going to be a thing, I just, I really enjoyed the show. It was something I looked forward to every week. And I can't say that about a lot of the Marvel or star Wars stuff that's come out recently. Yeah. Well, speaking of star Wars on my list and or, um, Sean, you're, you're getting through it still. I'm surprised it's taking you this long to, you're not even done it yet, but, uh, we watch Christmas movies for like two weeks straight. I know. I know. Um, this is what happens when you let a single group of people focus on the story. Um, it really blew people away. The, the response from the fan base and, and all that was, uh, very positive, especially after the flunks that were, um, uh, Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi, and/or you gotta watch it if you haven't. Um, and I'm just gonna just kind of bust through the next two. I have Murderville on there. You haven't watched Murderville, but it is uh, it's on Netflix. They are comedy improv things where what's his name? I forget his name now. Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett is a detective. Everyone in there except for the guest knows the story and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's actually so funny. They just had a Christmas special that came out, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, And then this one here is actually something that I want everyone to stay away from because it is complete and utter garbage. And that would be blockbuster. Luckily it was not renewed for a season two. We tried to enjoy it. Um, it's just not, it's just not funny. Um, it's what's her name? Melissa Fumero. Melissa Fumero so plays the same character that she plays in Brooklyn nine, nine exact same character. Like a high strung type a yes, exact same character. And what about Randall, John Krasinski? Is he good in it? He's in it. Yeah. Really? Who's Oh my God. Everybody who's listening to this right now is slapping their face so hard. Here's the thing Google? though. I, we stopped watching like after the third episode because so who's John Krasinski? Just Google John Krasinski, Randall Park. Well, I know he's ran. I know Randall Park's there. 
Yeah, just Google it. Uh, John Krasinski is uh, the guy from The Office, right? Yeah. And there's a, there's a, a thing in The Office where there's, uh, I think it's a cold open, oh, where yeah, Randall yeah, Park yeah. pretends to be Jim. He's like, well, I'm glad you don't see color. And the That's joke right. has always been, anytime Randall Park appears in anything, John Krasinski gets credit for it. Oh, well, let's see. The thing is, is the show wasn't funny, so I don't think John Krasinski would want credit for that. Fair. It was, it's, it's just hot trash. The, it was an interesting concept, but if you want to watch a series that is more about like a retail space, but funny, watch Superstore. I haven't finished Superstore. We got three seasons in, and then we found kind of like all the character dating just not funny. Uh, is it? There's only three or four seasons, right? I think it's five. Was it really? It was actually pretty good overall. Oh, that's not the superstore I want to look. So, at. so while you're doing that, I just want to quickly talk about one other show. Speaking oh, of murder six mysteries, seasons. Uh, yeah, sorry, superstore. Because what's her name? America Ferrero. Ferrera. Ferrera. America Ferrera. Uh, she left. This, this show um, because she wanted to pursue other stuff, which never really panned out. So then that last season kind of was like, meh, because they were trying to figure out what to do because she was a main, main character with that. Um, but uh, no, Superstar overall is pretty good. There are some like some crap episodes. And yeah, like you said, some of like the inter office relationships that they were kind of pushing on everything was a little much at times, but uh, overall, if you yeah. want to watch a good show, like Superstore is, Superstore is definitely one to... If you've worked in retail, like in any aspect, you should be able to connect with that show. It's like Rooster Dawn or Roster Dawn or whatever. Yeah. Also very good. Um, my final show would be After Party, which is an Apple TV exclusive. A murder mystery featuring a bunch of comedians and celebrities that is fully scripted. It kept you coming back for more every single week. Ben Schwartz was phenomenal in it. Um, James Franco. Good show. Really good show. Sam Richardson's in it. It was good. Nice. I highly encourage you to uh, check it out if you have an Apple TV um, uh, subscription and or trial. Do you have a uh, a favorite podcast of 2022? Uh, the Scene on Screen podcast would be definitely number one. Um, I just discovered a podcast and I want to make sure I get the name correct. Um, it's actually pretty cool. It's called Pod Crushed. It's starring. Um, it's hosted by Penn Badgley. He was. He's the guy from You, and he's Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. It's a pretty good podcast. Uh, they just have uh, special guests on all the time. And the other one I listen to that is I actually listen to a few different ones now. I hear voices, which is an iHeart podcast starring uh, Christy Carlson Romano and Will Friedel. So they were the voice actors of Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. But she's also Ren Stevens. He is um, Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World. So I've been listening to that. Um, the Michael Rosenbaum one inside your or inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum has been great. He does talk to a lot of um, actors that he worked with on Smallville, which is pretty fun. Um, I think he's also going to be doing something with uh, Tom Welland, the guy who played Clark Kent on mm-hmm. Smallville. 
if you're a sports guy like myself, the Steve, uh, Steve Dangle podcast or the Chris Johnson show are great listens as well. I think that's all the podcasts I listen to. I was listening to the Scrubs one, but I have fallen off a little bit. Fake Doctors, Real Friends, still good, but they've slowed down production because they're out of the pandemic and they're both working. So some of the episodes are hit or miss. It's a lot of reruns. That's fair. I only, listen to, I only listen to the Seat on Screen podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> double and triple dipping. No, I, uh, I, I've really enjoyed the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Um, Is it a rewatch one? What do you mean? Like, do they watch an episode and then talk about it? Yeah, they usually talk about. Uh, well, they, they'll they'll go through each episode and kind of talk about that stuff, and that's always fun. Uh, it it just hearing kind of like the 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 stories that they have based off of like production and kind of like where they found people and, and jokes and how they kind of came to be and whatnot. So um, that's really the only, uh, the only one that I listen to. My uh, significant other listens to the new girl one and it's pretty funny. It's pretty yeah. funny. Well, I think that's it for, uh, that's it for us though. For the year, for the year. Damn, shit. We did it. Episode done year done that concludes the 2022 season it's uh it's been fun man it's been good we've we've gone through a lot this year we thanked everybody on the last episode so we don't have to do that twice but just yeah <laughs> like all the people that have helped us out but to you the listeners thank you so much for listening we'll be back in 2023 bright eye bushy tailed and david might complete a game or two next year who knows i um, just might th- we actually have some big plans for next year too that uh we we have mentioned in the last, you know, over the last few months, we've been slowly gathering stuff together for getting onto uh, streaming. So we'll be able to join. You guys can join us live when we play some video games and and do all that stuff. Um, that's uh, that's the plan for beginning of twenty twenty three. Yeah, and uh, when we get there, we will get there. But for myself and David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode and a new year of the Scene On Screen podcast. Peace.